0: The Ed and Tom Show presents the Fantasy Island Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. In the books, I am your co-commissioner, Lord Commissioner. Yeah, me too. Not doing so well in the fantasy aspect of things. As for my neck, I'm doing alright. I was going to record yesterday, but I was uh, fucking completely wiped out after spending most of the day out and about my first day doing anything outside of the house uh so i was grocery shopping like a good housewife does and uh came home and was completely blasted just like oh my god i don't want to do shit so i laid down went to bed got up at like 6:30 in the evening to cook dinner because uh, again that's what a good housewife does but uh all things going well, uh, right now, I should say for, uh, for myself, got an appointment next week to see how things are progressing with myself. Um, but yeah, no, no complaints other than pain and, uh, feels like So if you guys have ever had surgery and then like been put on opioids for painkillers, um, shitting has become a chore, like an event, like I have to pump myself up for that, because uh, it's like shitting rocks, and like not small gravel ones, but like boulders, and oh my god, it hurts so bad, I'm like gotta go upstairs, turn on like the fans, and the water, and everything, so no one hears me scream like a little girl, but uh, it's like, Jesus get out of me but uh yeah so that's that's been the most challenging part of this and then having to wear this fucking foam neck brace that they apparently they only come in hospital white So it's, you're fucking running around looking like an idiot. So they gave me a spare because I'm like, dude, give me a black one because this one's going to get fucking dirty. It's going to look stupid and black just looks better with everything. They looked at me like I was a crazy person. Like, this is not a thing. I'm like, (laughs) they have black braces for everything. Your wrists, your feet, elbows, knees, hips, back, shoulders, all that stuff. But no. I have to go on Amazon and buy like a $15 designer foam neck brace if I want to get one. Hospitals are like, no, no. But uh, if you want everything else to look cool, you're fine. But this little stud, we'll call it a stud collar. I'm like, no, fucking church it up. It's not a stud collar. I know what a stud collar is and that's not it. So, yeah. So, I've got to wear this stupid fucking thing. I've tried putting like a sock over it, like a black sock. But that just looks fucking weird. So, Yeah. So I'm just, so I don't go out much, needless to say. But here I am recording a podcast for you motherfuckers. And uh, here we go. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about one of the most important things to happen in our league this season. There are no unbeaten teams anymore. <laughs> Our brown clown has come back to reality by skating, not skating, but skimming by the skin of his teeth to a 4 0 record. Runs up against a wall in Enzone Maniacs. Good job, Tyler. Let's get into these recaps. Powered by a signature performance from Deshaun Watson, Enzone Maniacs tops Hail Mary Jane. The output of Deshaun Watson led the way as Endzone Maniacs picked up a win against Hail Mary Jane, 145-104. to In this 41-point triumph for Endzone Maniacs, Watson blew up for 51 points. He passed for five touchdowns as a part of his showcase performance, and not one of those motherfuckers with DeAndre Hopkins. He also recorded the highest point total in the league this season with 145 points. End zone Maniacs had their best total of the season. End zone Maniac climbs into first place while Hail Mary Jane drops from first to fifth. F-I-F-F-F! End Zone Maniacs plays Yachtown's Finest while Hail Mary Jane battles the Pink Eye Slayers. The Battle of the Four and ones. Good job, so... Oh, yeah. So, um, Chano, you could have put some other people in places here to score higher points but it would not have mattered uh you would it, regardless of uh who you would have started if you put your best foot forward here um you still would not have beat Tyler um Deshaun Watson is a fucking phenom I don't care who you are the dude is amazing uh, probably uh behind Russell Wilson right now and yes, I'm saying it right now, behind Russell Wilson, I think Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback in NFL right now, under Russell Wilson, because Russell Wilson is doing some fucking amazing things, by the way, so, uh, uh, yeah, but I don't want to see that notification here, so, okay, but how about this, Chris Godwin, the dude's good at football, all right, He's, he has become one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, his security blanket, and now he only does is score touchdowns. Chris Godwin, good job. Uh, Matt Ryan almost goes for 40, and everybody else kind of shits the bed for you, Chano. Um, all your wide receivers put up uh, untouchable numbers. <laughs> yes, that was a hit on me. My wide receivers, suck. Um Bears get you almost 10, so that's that's all right. But Tyler, uh, newly acquired Jordan Howard scores a touchdown for him. Probably saves his fantasy day if he doesn't. Leonard Fournette goes for almost 22. Odell Beckham hit the wall that is the San Francisco defense. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. Booger McFarland. I hate hearing that dude on Monday night football, but holy shit. Just, they got to get Odell more involved. They got to get more Odell more involved. Everybody needs to get more involved, especially Odell Beckham. So uh, what's he do? five fucking points, the Niners shut that motherfucker down, and even made him lose a fumble on a punt return, because he's a stupid fucking whiny ass bitch, sorry, and then, uh, Kittle, Kittle gets in the end zone for the third time this season, but only one of them counts, because two of them were called back for, um, penalty in week one, but, uh, but the first time George Kittle gets a recorded touchdown on the season, but he is the leading receiver in San Francisco. So I think better things will come in the passing game um, as the as the world is becoming known of our running game. Um, we're going to take advantage of that big time. Um, but we could uh, definitely definitely need to see less drops out of San Francisco wide receivers. Holy. Fuck, dude, we need a number one receiver. We do not have a number one receiver. I think Debo Samuels might be that dude someday, but just not right now. Um, um, I'm hearing uh, rumors on the old trade mill in real NFL that old A.J. Green could potentially come to the 49ers. Uh, I'm not sure really how that works since uh, we're not giving up a first rounder for him and we've already traded away our second round pick for next season so uh, we may have to get creative on how that happens but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens but uh, Chano Chano brought back to reality and realizes that barely scoring 100 points or not scoring 100 points is uh it makes it almost impossible to win here. So this is the first week that I can say if you didn't score 100 points, you lost. Cuz everybody scored over 100 points except for Ed. Ed did not score, but uh, we'll get into his matchup later. But uh good job Tyler on taking down the first place uh first place Brown clowns and will hail mary Jane? willy will they will they will they <laughs> difference makers brought to you today by you know those people that like to fucking hang out in your blind spots when you're driving down the highway those guys you know it's like you you check your mirrors you don't see nothing and then, okay got to get over and you actually look over into your blind spot and you're like holy fuck where'd that guy come from and it's like oh He's probably been there for a minute, but uh, yeah, so the difference makers for this matchup brought to you up by Blind Spot Campers. <laughs> I made that up just now, Blind's got Blind Spot Campers. Anyway, uh, for Hail Mary Jane, Matt Ryan scoring 38.9 points. Ryan went for 32 for 46, 32 Out of 46 passes for 330 yards and three touchdowns. And has thrown for at least 300 yards every week this season. And then for end zone maniacs, Deshaun Watson going for 51.74 points. What the shit? Watson, 426 passing yards, 47 rushing yards, and five TDs. Brought home the highest score in the league this season, scoring 51.74 points woo uh, Excuse me. And George Kittle, by the way, was the highest-scoring tight end this season, or this in Week 5, uh, scoring 17.8. So that was pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Anyway, let's go on to the next matchup, and that matchup being... Wow, this one was pretty exciting um, because of... Not the outcome, but how close close it came. Um, we'll go into Butters versus B Love. B Love Butters versus B Lover. Um, all right, Freaks and Zeke out last reek hit my camara, climbs into sixth place. He's he's in the play, he's in the winners bracket. Good job, Butters. Freaks and Zeke recorded the highest point total they've scored all season to sneak by Reek, hit my Kamara 126 to 126. No, so 126.94 to 126.5. That's a .44 difference. This matchup saw three lead changes with the largest lead being 22.2 points after Thursday night. It was a matchup that could have gone either way with the .44 point margin being the smallest recorded in the league this season. Kyle Allen, acquired via free agency in week four, made a big impact, posting 13.64 points. That's a huge impact. <laughs> the outcome might have been different had Reek hit my Kamara not had a starter score. Zero points! Mikey, Mikey Evans! <laughs> Mikey Evans! Freaks and Zeke. Climbs into sixth place and re my Kamara drops into eighth place. There was a player on both teams that had plenty of chances, but left some points out on the field. On the winning side, Melvin Gordon finally saw the field, got 16 touches, but only tallied 38 yards. Why? Because he's rusty and he's a piece of shit. While Carlos Highland managed just 60 yards on 21 touches. Why? Because he's a piece of shit. All right. With 17 targets this week, Cooper Cup. Oh, wait. With 17 targets this week for Cooper Cup, it means that his targets have now increased in three consecutive games. In week six, Freaks and Zeke faces game underscore blouses, who puts up a league leading 140.44 points a game. Reek hit my Kamara takes on the Untouchables. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Okay, so, uh, Kyle Allen just hit the waiver wire today, I believe, because, uh, Freak and, Freaks and Zeke said, i am had enough of this shit, and, uh, dropped him, um, Devonta Freeman, yeah Zeke Elliott, yeah Adam Thielen, holy shit, Adam Thielen is finally, finally doing what Adam Thielen's supposed to do, and that's catch all the goddamn balls, and go for almost thirty points. Cooper Cup catches all the goddamn balls and goes for almost twenty three. Tyler Eifert, but Tyler or Tyler Eifert, he was good before he got hurt in the Pro Bowl, and after that, and that Pro Bowl was quite a few years ago. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I I, I do say he's a piece of shit, but I do know that uh, better things are coming for the Chargers and uh, Melvin Gordon specifically. Kaimi Fairbairn, wow, 13 points out of a kicker, and the Buffalo Bills, eh, whatever. They do Buffalo Bill things. All All right, but how about this defense for Reek Hit My Kamara, and they still lose 34.36 Thirty-four point three six points out of Philly for B Lover. Hmm. Nice. But you see what what are they talking about? Fucking Mike Evans. Oh, there it is. Mike Evans scored a fucking a goose egg. Yeah, that always sucks when you're a probably a top tier wide receiver drafted as such. And I think he went in the first round this year. If he didn't, he was in the second. But uh yeah, zero points. Mmm, you hate to see that. I've been complaining about DeAndre Hopkins and his scoring, but uh, at least I don't have Jameis Winston throwing the ball to him. Ugh, gross. But, uh, and Tom Brady finally goes back into the 30s. So uh, not all that bad of a showing. He did score over 120 points, so that's really good, B-lover. But, man, what a tough loss. points. God damn. .44. All right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. The difference makers brought to you this week by this matchup. Though difference makers are hmm let me think let me think let me think alright so uh, remember way back when like uh, in high school or whatever and those girls that uh, that they, they always just like hung around and like stared at you awkwardly and like they're like I think I want to go talk to him no I'm not going to go talk to him I'm going to go talk to him and then you like go over there and you go and talk to them and you're like um, hey come here let me talk to you for a minute You know, your friend, Susie, will you ask her out for me? And then you just completely crush their dreams and hopes of of you and her being a thing. And she goes and then, sure, she wipes off her tears and goes and talks to Susie for you. And then you never hear from her again. And then all of a sudden you see her obituary in the paper. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Freaks and Zeke, the difference maker. Adam Thielen 28 and a half points it was a season high in yards receiving for Thielen this week as he snagged seven catches for 130 yards and two TDs good job Adam Thielen I'm a big Adam Thielen fan because the dude catches balls that you could not imagine anybody catching it's crazy Philadelphia Eagles is the difference maker for Rekit Kamara, scoring 34.36 points. Wow. Six points allowed, two touchdowns, ten sacks, two interceptions, one fumble, and a partridge in a pear tree. The Eagles defense had the highest score of any defense in the league this year. Those are QB numbers. That those num- that is QB numbers for a defense. I bet you they don't come close to this ever again. I I, I, I honestly th- I can say that without uh, because they're not going to play the Jets again. If they do, it's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and we know the Jets aren't going to the Super Bowl. So uh, congratulations, Butters, on squeaking that one out. Holy shit. Talk about a close matchup. All right. And this lackluster pillow fight. <laughs> See where I'm going there? Oh my god! <laughs> oh boy, Dale, you did you didn't give you didn't even give him a chance. Dale oh, no. smacks the shit out of Ed. Oh my god, it wasn't even close. It, 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 you could have just you probably should have like did the opposite of optimize Dale, and you still oh, no. would have and you still would have beat him. It's like holy shit. Powered by their big three, Hawkamaniac slaps Yachtown's finest. With the three-headed monster of Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson, and Michael Thomas carrying the team, Hawkamaniac overwhelmed Yachtown's finest 160-81. to That threesome joined forces to score 118 points, eclipsing the total of Yachtown's finest. McCaffrey scored three touchdowns according to or accounting for forty-four point seven of those points, one hundred seventy-six rushing yards, sixty-one receiving yards, two rushing touchdowns, and receiving touchdowns. Where they should need, they just need to change the name of that team from the Carolina Panthers to the Carolina McCaffreys, because that's it. That's there's nobody else scoring any fantasy points in Carolina. That's it. There's that prove me wrong, because you're you're not right. Meanwhile. Wilson put up four passing touchdowns, and Thomas racked up 182 receiving yards. McCaffrey recorded the highest point total of the season. His point total of the season. (coughs) Hockamaniac had the top score of the week, while also recording the biggest margin of victory in the league this season. Yachtown Finest drops to 11th, while Hockamaniac remains in third place. Mark Ingram had plenty of chances for Hockamaniac, but he logged just 49 total yards on 21 touches. In addition to the fantasy victory, Hockamaniac was keen enough to select winners in real life. I don't even know why they put that there, because it's stupid. As well, every starter suited up for an NFL team won in week five. Hmm. Good job. Good job, Dale. Oh, no. You're smart. In week six, Hockamaniac will meet fantasy John Yachtown's finest takes on top-ranked end-zone maniacs. What? That's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Let's look at this. So, um, let's look at all the ways Ed fucked up. Aaron Rodgers. Hmm, that sucks. Against Dallas, and they won. Uh, we'll get into why, they, why the Packers won. Uh, probably because they didn't need to throw the ball because Aaron Jones... Scored fucking what three or four touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Todd Gurley does all right, goes for almost nineteen. Sony Michelle goes for almost twenty. Larry Fitz under nine points. Curtis Samuel, like I said, it's not Christian McCaffrey, so he's not getting very many points. Five, uh, less than six points. And Delaney Walker going up, but going up against a good Buffalo defense, one and a half points. Gross. Robert Woods, seven or less than seven and a half points. Matt Gay, seven points. Seattle Seahawks. Mmm. Could have done better. But that was a that was a pretty damn good game, though. Seattle versus the Rams. Pretty damn good game. But you only get you get less than three and a half points from your defense. Gross. Alright. So the 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 recap basically stated it. Um Dale only oh, no. needed Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas to beat Ed's all complete lineup. So uh, yeah, nine it, in the nine players that it took uh, Ed to get eighty-one point two four points. Dale only oh, needed no. three of those players to score more than that. That's like your that's like your big brother picking on your little brother. Like it's like. Um, it's not even fun the only person that gets enjoyment out of that is the big brother but in this but in this case i we 10 other people enjoyed that immensely well 11 other people i, I enjoyed that immensely uh, maybe maybe uh maybe be lover didn't like seeing his uh, boo getting getting trounced upon but uh i thought it was pretty funny I thought it was pretty damn good. Because, I mean, it's like with with everybody else. See, even – so it's it's confusing to me. DJ Moore got over 10 points, which is fine. But if you are a Christian McCaffrey owner, you know that it, any other player in Carolina is not going to do that well unless Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. And then it's going to be pass, 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 pass. Everyone's going to get all the passes. So then it's like pick, pick which – Carolina wide receiver but it didn't matter because uh yeah he it didn't matter for it didn't matter for Dale because it didn't matter because fucking Christian McCaffrey almost got 45 fucking points so he could have had a couple of goose eggs in here and it wouldn't fucking matter but but that won't will not be the case all season long because he got guys like uh Emmanuel Sanders going for one catch for nine yards um um Mark Andrews only getting seven points. Uh, Mark Ingram going less than twelve points in a in a run first offense. That's weird, but anyway, like I said, this time it just all the stars lined up and damn oh no. kicked some ass. So the difference makers today brought to you by hmm. Let's who's gonna, what am I going to do? All right, let's go with the uh, energy drinks because. Uh, not enough in... Uh, you mean, everyone buys them like their fucking k- bottled water and just kill them. It's like... The studies, I'm sure, are going to come out in like 10 years. Like, this is the reason why everyone's dying before 60. So, uh, brought to you by energy drinks. Yeah. So, uh, probably energy drinks and vaping. Probably going to be in the same category there. <laughs> uh, but, anyway. So... Uh, <clears throat> Difference makers for Yaktown's finest, Sony Michelle. His nineteen point eight points scored by Michelle this week was good enough to rank eighth among running backs. And what'd that do for you, Ed? Not a fucking thing. Michael Thomas is a difference maker for the Hawkamaniacs. Thomas made eleven catches for a season high one hundred and eighty-two yards and two titties. Yeah, good job. I don't know why he wouldn't be Chris McCaffrey, maybe because they're like, yeah, he can't be their difference maker every week, but he pretty much is. So congratulations, Dale, and better luck to you next week, Edward, who uh, your team name now is uh, the Pillow Fighters, which uh, makes complete sense. But, uh, all right, next matchup, Fantasy John and Game Underscore Blouses, another one that was not even close. Game Underscore Blouses brings down Fantasy John and evens the series. Game Underscore Blouses registered the second highest point total in the league this week to take down Fantasy John, 154-111. to After dropping their last three matchups, Fantasy John has had some misfortune lately. Dalvin Cook led Fantasy John with 28 points, or excuse me, 23 points, while Tyler Boyd racked up another 23. Fantasy John drops to seventh place, and Game Underscore Blouses remains in second place. There was one starter on Fantasy John that on. St- Starter on fantasy, John, that missed out on opportunities. Even though Kelvin, Kessie, Kelvin Travis Kelsey, saw a total of ten targets, he only caught just four of them, sons of bitches. And he cried on the sideline like a bitch and pushed his pushed his offensive coordinator like a fucking whiny ass bitch. But nothing happened. Nothing happened. Hmm. Game underscore blouses will face freak will face freaks and Zeke next week. Fantasy John gets Hawk Maniac, who averages an impressive 138.7 points this season. So yes, so Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey scores nine points on a fantasy, on uh, a fantasy weekend. Uh, not bad, not bad. But they threw the ball to him, how many times did they say? Uh, Ten times, and he only caught four, so he's kept 40% of his targets last week. And he's fucking over there whining and yelling and complaining on the sideline, pushing his offensive coordinator and everything's just a-okay in Kansas City, Uh, Patrick Mahomes get his fucking ankle stepped on, and he had it rolled up on, so the same ankle twice in one game gets fucked up, so um, he did score more fantasy points this week than he did last week, but very weird though, Patrick Mahomes only getting 20 points, so, but yeah, could you imagine, uh, and I think Twitterverse blew up when they when we saw this thing with uh, Kelsey and uh, Eric Biennemi arguing on the fucking sidelines. It looked more like Kelsey was arguing and not so much Biennemi, but uh, Morty? But anyway, imagine any other wide receiver, running back, whatever, doing that. Uh, I'm not saying Travis Kelsey's like a god and like, Whatever, whatever he does is just, it's okay. But just, could you imagine if it was fucking Ezekiel Elliott? Um, If it was um, was some other diva out there, Odell Beckham Jr. It was just one of those two or any other high-profile guy who demands the ball all the time. Pushing physically pushing their offensive coordinator on the sideline there's no place in that i know in my job if i was to physically put my hands on it whether it's a subordinate my boss a peer of mine oh boy there is repercussions and i'm just a peon i'm not a i'm nothing special i'm not a i'm not a fucking millionaire fucking catch uh, pass receiver i'm getting ready to sneeze I'm gonna sneeze right. <laughs> oh God oh God that hurts so bad oh ow oh God I'm so sorry but sneezing after a neck surgery is uh oh, that's the second second time I've sneezed since uh oh shit. That's the second time I've sneezed since surgery, and it is fucking life-changing and not good. I am, I've got l- literal tears rolling out of my eyes. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Whew. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but, oh, God, that's not cool. Anyway, yeah, there's, Travis Kelsey should get benched, uh, probably suspended or fined or whatever, maybe not lose any time playing, because he's Travis Kelsey, but he should not go unscathed by doing that, he's, there's a camera on those guys, fucking 100% of the time, especially on, on Sundays, or whatever day your game is, but uh, yeah, that that's fucking bullshit, whiny ass bitch, fucking complaining about the offense, and your quarterback's been rolled up and hobbled fucking twice in this game, and you're going to be, no, I don't know exactly what he's complaining about, it's irrelevant, it doesn't matter, it does not fucking matter, but whatever, uh, difference makers brought to you by excruciating neck pain, because that's what I have right now, with that sneeze, oh god, it's hard to even, uh oh, keep my head straight, anyway, all right, uh, Tyler Boyd put up a season high. Put up a season high in yards this week with 123 yards and a touchdown on 10 catches. That's pretty fucking good for a Bengals wide receiver not named A.J. Green. And then for game underscore blouses, Matt fucking Brita, my dog, Matt Cheetah Brita. Had 11 carries for 114 yards and a TD. The second time this season, he's rushed for at least 100 yards. So, (laughs) you can't do that to me, girl. Anyway, uh, 100 yards and scores 26.4 points. That was, yeah. If you guys did not watch Monday Night Football, I apologize. uh, Because you missed one hell of a offensive running game showing by the San Francisco 49ers and one of the best defenses uh in the league on sh- on fucking uh display for all to gaze at and c- fucking Nick Bosa putting Baker Mayfield in his place got it but Matt Breida going back to the difference maker here Matt Breida on the first offensive play from scrimmage for the San Francisco 49ers 83 yards to the heasy for Matt Cheetah Brita. God it was beautiful nobody touched him and they didn't mention it here and it is the fastest recorded score in the last three seasons that dude got up to 22.3 miles per hour as he raced to the end zone God, it was a thing of beauty. Undrafted out of Georgia Southern, Matt, Cheetah, Burrito. God, it was awesome. I love it. And I, I I don't want to be crowned right now, the 49ers. I do not want them to be crowned right now. I just want them to make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. Um, whether that's wild card or not. And then just make the playoffs with the sole, like, number one goal should be win the NFC West. If you can't do that, you better get a goddamn wild card. That's it. That's all I want. Just do that. And then we'll see what happens from there. I don't want to be called Super Bowl contenders. I don't want to be called Super Bowl hopefuls. Because there's 31 other teams that are Super Bowl hopefuls. Everybody's hopeful to go to the Super Bowl. I just don't want to be labeled that way. I just think, yeah, I don't want to be a favorite. Because let's not put the fucking cart before the horse. We have been... Out of the playoffs for way too long Way too long We haven't been to the playoffs since uh, Harbaugh's next to last season And that that was the NFC championship game That we went to And then the next season We already knew he was out So he didn't give a fuck And we barely went 500 I don't even think we went 500 And then it was fucking shit popsicles From that point All the way down To where we are now So uh, in the meantime We've built up one hell of a defensive line Via the draft So uh, yeah that's really good And acquired A a, a pretty good quarterback I mean he's been in the league A long time but he doesn't have a lot of game Experience and and, and That excuse is starting to wear thin On me Um, It's I know a lot of it this week was dropped passes by uh, wide receivers because Jimmy was hitting people in stride. And Dante Pettis, for one, dropped two of those balls. One of them easily could have at least got us down to the goal line if he didn't outrun the dude behind him. But that could also has just as easily been a touchdown, and he dropped it. And then it was a possession receiving, uh, a possession uh, reception that he dropped, going out of bounds, and couldn't hold on. So yeah, that's we. I I would not be mad if the Niners did something next season, or even before the trade deadline, to get a high-profile wide receiver in San Francisco, because we haven't had one. We have not had one since Crabtree. We have not had one since we fucking the. the the Randy Moss experiment where we actually went to the Super Bowl that year with Randy Moss, but uh, he was a non-factor. He had some some good catches for us, but he was a non-factor. Uh, Pierre Garcon was nothing for us. He did nothing for us. Like people didn't even realize he wasn't even a Niner anymore until like last week. Oh shit, he isn't a Niner. Is is he on anybody's team? Nobody fucking knows. But that's it. The Niners have not had a fucking high-profile wide receiver, and I think we have a potential fucking number one, high end, number two wide receiver on our IR right now. And uh, Tyler, I know, agrees with me. Um, Jalen Hurd, uh, wide receiver out of Baylor, who used to be a quarterback, tight end slash running back. Basically, he is a uh, Swiss Army knife, but the dude's big. He's got a big body and he, he catches really well and he can... If you need to, he could fucking throw the ball for you. So we got that. He's like a Swiss Army knife, dude. But he's on IR because he's got a fucked up back right now. And so I don't feel that they're going to rush him in. But I'm I'm hoping that, uh, not that they can rush him in. He's on fucking IR. But I'm thinking hopefully by week eight, he's available. And if not, then just fucking put him on the shelf till next season. But yeah. Oh, my God. Wide receivers in San Francisco, please. I'll take two. Um, not to take away from anything that uh, Debo Samuel's done, because that dude's fucking amazing. And then Kyle Juice, excuse me, Juice, Kyle Juicecheck has a sprained MCL. We probably won't see him for another six weeks. So we'll see what happens there with uh, who does uh, does his role, because that's pretty fucking important in our our lineup or what what we do on offense. So the next the next matchup. One of the more exciting matchups we had because it went all the way through the entire weekend with going back and forth. The Pink Eye Slayers grinds out win over Munster Machine and tacks on fourth straight win, making him the hottest team in the FIB right now. And that is Jake and his Pink Eye Slayers. The Pink Eye Slayers picked up the third highest player point total of the season from Aaron Jones with 45.7 I think it's actually the second, but uh, anyway, Uh, slipping away, or slipping by Munster Machine, 145 to 140. This matchup included three lead changes, with the largest being 14.02 points after Sunday night. This tight win was revenge for a loss to Munster Machine in their last meeting a season ago. DJ Chark, acquired via free agency in week two, has been a key addition for the Pink Eye Slayers, ranking 10th among wide receivers over the last four weeks. Munster Machine sinks into the cellar, and the Pink Eye Slayers remain in fourth place. There was one starter on Jake's team that let some chances slip away. Despite being targeted seven times, Julio only got three catches and that was a and that's a day where uh matt ryan scored almost 40 pay, 40 uh fantasy points hmm, weird with 20 t- touches this week for joe mixon it means that his touches have now increased in four consecutive games pink eye slayers gets hail mary jane while monster machine faces silent killers uh, uh morty uh. Uh, I gotta wes- wet my whistle. My nose is still doing things from that life-altering sneeze. Oh boy! But holy shit, Jake the uh, excuse me the the Grumpy Bear Pink Eye Slayers is on a four-game winning streak. Goes zero one like we all thought he would, and then completely turns his season around, going. Four, burning off four straight victories. Lamar Jackson does not do Lamar Jackson things. And Aaron Jones, Aaron goddamn Jones goes off for 45.7 points. He gets 107 rushing yards, 75 receiving yards, and four touchdowns. This is the Aaron Jones I believe we should have – that the. Uh, Packers deserve to have for the last like three years they fucked around with so many different options at running back now they get paid all the big bucks to realize who needs to be the the guy out there running the ball so I I think there's like some probably some internal issues that are not released to the public like he probably fucking falls asleep in meetings or late for meetings and shit like that so he doesn't get a a fuck the lion's share of the carries But uh, there was also a dude, I can't remember his name, Carson or something like Carton for the Packers. who got like fucking 20 carries. What's up with that? You got fucking, you got Aaron Jones. Look what he did with the touches he had. But whatever, whatever. But still, 45.7 points for Aaron Jones. If it wasn't for what Deshaun Watson did, Aaron Jones would be, uh, Aaron Jones would have beat beating out uh russell wilson for the highest single active player but uh deshaun watson did that spoiler alert um chris carson does pretty damn well almost 20 points dj chart goes for almost 30 fucking three austin hooper being one of the most consistent tight ends in the league i should say and wayne gallman does uh, yuck Harrison Butker had some uh, could have had a better day, and the Saints' defense is all right, whatever. But on the losing end, Teddy fucking Biscuit Bridgewater goes for almost forty, almost forty. I should have kept him and started him this week instead of Jared. Or, uh, yeah, Jared Goff and kept Bridgewater, but no, nope, I'm stupid. DJ shot. DJ showed up. David Johnson, that is Philip Lindsay showed up, and everyone else just run of the mill man, run of the mill. But again, Hefe goes for over a hundred and forty points, and loses. This has got to be one of the most brutal years for people scoring a shit ton of points and losing. Because let's look at it. Uh, yep, uh, one, two, three. Four. There's only four teams that that Jeff would not have beaten this, year, this week. He would, of course, Jake. He would not have beat Hoey. He would not have beaten Dale. Oh no. And he would not have beaten Tyler. He would have beat everybody else. Everybody else. That is brutal. Brutal. And he's on a five-game losing streak. It's not really a streak if you've never won, so he's just on a trend of losing. But, yeah, so five-game losing streak. <laughs> That sucks. 0-5. 0-5. I'm, I'm, I just hope I don't play you, Jeff, because uh, I'm sure you're going to beat me because I can't score that many fucking points. But damn, it's just not lined up for you, Hefe. Not lined up for you. Now, is this a so, little foreshadowing here? You've already put the kibosh to uh, drafting at uh, the Casa de Monle, um next season. Is that because you're you don't want to be seen in the grumpy bear in front of your beautiful bride? Is that is that it? Or are you you're gonna tell you tell your son that hey, yeah, the draft's here and then it's gonna be somewhere else and you don't want him to see you in your state of uh, vulnerability? I think that's it. I think that is it, Hefe. Uh Detective Tolman has figured it out. Da-da-da. Uh tell him what he's won, Johnny. <laughs> anyway. All right. Difference makers bought to you by excuses that you tell your wife. Oh, yeah, I'm just tired. had a lot of whiskey tonight. It's not you, it's me. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater is the difference maker for Munster Machine. 314 passing yards, four touchdowns and an interception scored 36.26 points. The fourth highest score of any QB in the league this week. Aaron Jones, 45.7 points. Jones had 19 carries for 107 yards on four touchdowns, giving him a rushing touchdown in each of his last four games. Nice. Yeah. Very good pickups there guys. Good starts. Good starts. Hey, uh, Jeff, you want to trade? Uh, no, I'm not going to trade because Drew Breed's going to come back any second now. <laughs> any second now. I know it. Any second now. All right. Now, onto the matchup nobody wants to talk about. I know you're sad for me. You guys are all sad for me because I've lost my fourth in a row. Yep. Yeah, I have lost four in a row to our powder who cannot be here today because he is driving an RV across country back here to Lacey, Washington. Don't know all the details. I know he was willed a an RV or something, and him and the whole family packed up, got on a plane, and uh, they're jumping in that bitch, and they're moving to Beverly Hills, that is. The, uh, they're going to be our... Uh, Albino hillbillies in Beverly Hills now. They're moving on up. Got an RV. (laughs) Anyway, Silent Killers beats the Untouchables and rises to 10th place. And he can go fuck himself. Silent Killers got past the Untouchables 130 to 119 and put up the highest score they've earned all season. This win was a revenge for a loss to the Untouchables in in their last meeting a season ago. Jared Goff led the untouchables with 20.90 points. Fuck you. While Calvin Ridley racked up 17.3. Silent Killers climbs into 10th place and the untouchables stay in 9th place. David Montgomery had plenty of chances for Silent Killers, but logged just 36 total yards on 12 touches with 14 targets this week. For Amari Cooper, it means his targets have now increased in three consecutive games. Yeah, fuck that game. Fuck the Cowboys. That is the reason why I lost. Dak Prescott and Amari fucking Cooper. Those two are the reason why I lost. They can go fuck off. Next week, Silent Killer goes up against the last place team in the league, Monster Machine. The Untouchable plays. We keep my (laughs) Camara. Oh, boy. that's going to be touch and go for me here. I've got no idea what I'm doing at at quarterback. Um, Jared, I am not going to start Jared Goff again, especially against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't have a clue to what I'm doing. I'm reaching here, um, hoping somebody's reaching at something. and they drop a quarterback that is uh, somewhat usable by my standards, I guess, which is pretty fucking low. But um, Jared Goff is not cutting the proverbial mustard. Oh, my God. But he did score 20 points. Derrick Henry scored a touchdown, which is good. Nick Chubb was blasted by the San Francisco uh, defense, so he still got 10 points, but, wow. DeAndre Hopkins, 12.3, no touchdown. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. Juju Smith-Schuster scored a touchdown. Very good. But, yeah, 16 points. It's all right. Darren Waller goes for almost six, newly acquired, and Calvin Ridley, a dude that was almost put on my bench, but I put him in uh, as a flex play over some others, and uh, I almost put Tevin Coleman in, and put I almost put Tevin Coleman in instead of, uh, <clears throat> yeah, instead of uh, Calvin Ridley, but uh, glad, hope, I'm glad I didn't. Because uh, my loss would have been uh, more significant, but my defense, sixteen point four four points, that is fucking really good for an offense. Even though fuckface Powder, his defense scores eighteen point three six in the Los Angeles Chargers. Is it still weird to say the Los Angeles Chargers? Because it still doesn't seem right. It doesn't. It just doesn't feel like it should be something that comes off of your tongue and then Greg the Leg gets 12 fucking points for powder but yeah everybody else kind of mediocre day but Dak Prescott goes for 30 Amari Cooper goes for 34 that is some fucked up bullshit if you ask me fucked up like right. the, the Packers could have at least put somebody on Amari Cooper just cover him anybody no not this week. Fuck yourself. Difference makers brought to you by. I don't know who. What do you want this one to be about? Oh, let's look around the room. Uh, lightsabers. I got a lightsaber in my. Okay, brought to you by lightsabers. That's stupid. That's fucking stupid. No, brought to you by the Rick and Morty show. Yeah, yeah, you got a gun here that reminded me of that. Rick and Morty season season four comes out next month. Only five episodes, though. Two years, wait, a two-year wait, and we get five episodes. I, I'm not unhappy that the show's coming out, but fuck, man, two years and we only get five episodes? They better be like two hours long. They won't be. And I'll be happy when season five comes out in fucking six years with fucking three episodes, but whatever. Calvin Ridley is the difference maker for the Untouchables. This week was the third time this season that Riley Ridley has topped his projected score. He put up 17.3 points and beat his 9.63 point projection by almost 80%. The Los Angeles Chargers were the difference makers for Powder. The 18.36 points scored by the Chargers defense this week was good enough to rank second among defenses. Yeah, because fucking Eagles, they're 35 fucking points. They would have been first, but oh well. Damn, that's right. Crazy, crazy, craziness. So those are the matchups that have went down. I'm going to do some predictions for next week some predictions for next week. Uh, week six, I am going up against uh, B-lover, B-lovers two and three. I am one and four. I feel that uh, I feel that all his running backs are going to not do well against their respective defenses that they're going up against in Jacksonville and Kansas City. I do not feel that Carlos Hyde is going to do anything. Alvin Kamara, he'll probably get him 10 points at least. But it's Jacksonville, and they do pretty good stopping the run. Uh, Mike Evans is going to be a non-factor. But I believe Tyreek Hill is going to be coming back this week. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I am afraid of the uh, Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, One, because the Minnesota Vikings are so run dependent, and they don't score a whole lot of points, and so that, just right there, not scoring a lot of points, is a tick up for a, uh, uh, for any defense, so, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not too worried, Brent, I feel uh, my downfall will be my quarterback, and, yeah, I feel, I feel I'm going to do all right everywhere else, so, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not too worried about you this week, lover. I think I'm going to come off my four-game slide, and I'm going to be two and four come week seven. And then uh, this one, the Battle of Four and Ones, Pink Eye Slayers and Hail Mary Jane. I just think, I just look across at the the two lineups there, and I feel that, I just feel that, Chano has just been riding a lu- uh, a luck streak here, a str- string of luck that uh, I think I feel is running out because I feel I feel like he only scores in the uh, what was that whistle? I don't know what that whistle was. I don't have a, a phone that makes that noise. But anyway, um, yeah, I just I feel I feel Jake's gonna go uh, five and one. I I truly do. That's not just me fucking being a dick to Chano. But uh, I think Jake is going to beat Chano. Game underscore blouses, freaks, and Zeke. I think that Joey is probably most likely going to win this matchup just because of his uh, running backs and his defense. Running backs and defense, I think, are going to be the reason why Joey beats Butters. He's got uh, a lot of really good PPR running backs in Austin Eckler and uh, Matt Chitabrida. And um, he, he even if he starts... Um, well, no, he doesn't have any other wide receiver, or any other running back, so he's stuck with those guys. But uh, the Patriots' defense against the Giants, yeah, that's yeah, they're gonna score him a fuck ton of points, and uh, we'll see, we'll see what uh, Butters does. But Butters right now, not a clue as to what he's going to do uh, for quarterback. He, he may go uh, Cam Newton. No, Cam Newton's not even gonna make the trip to to uh, London. So yeah, we know what Butters does when quarterbacks play in London. He forgets to fucking start him. So um looks like he might go Kirk Cousins. He might go Kirk Cousins and he may be starting that Redskins defense against Miami. Huh. That might be a that might be a sleeper right there. But uh we'll see. Um I do believe that Butters has the better wide receivers. Um And he does have some good running backs, but I just don't think they're that good. And Cooper Cup's going to go up against the Niners. He should probably get a huge target share, but um, they got to be quick. They're going to be quick because uh, Bosa, Ford, Buckner, they're all coming for Jared Goff's fucking neck. And... uh, Yeah, so I don't think Cooper Cup's going to have that good of a week. He'll have a lot of targets. He'll probably get a lot of uh, catches, but they're going to be like real short ones, I feel, because there's not going to be too many long ones that we give up because there's just not enough time for the quarterback to see that shit develop and let go. But uh, we'll see. Um, Yeah, Joey, I think, wins this matchup. Um, all right. Battle of besties. It's gonna be Dale oh, no. and Fantasy John. I am giving the nod. Unfortunately. Eh, you know what? I think, you know, I think this is gonna be a come to Jesus moment for Fantasy John. I think Le'Veon Bell is gonna have a monster day against Dallas. And I think Dalvin Cook is gonna have a monster day against Philadelphia. And um, he's got some hot receivers in uh, Tyler Boyd. He's got crybaby Kelsey. And he's got probably one of the most consistent kickers in the league in Lambeau right now. And then uh, the Browns defense against Seattle, I don't know about that. But, but Dale, on the other hand, has Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is going to get a tick down because he's going to give up against Jacksonville um Devonte adams normally does pretty well um against the lions so that's probably good i think it's going to come down to the play the running back play of uh fantasy john and uh, the wide receiver play for dale oh on. so i am going to go out on a limb here and say that fantasy john wins this matchup though i do i do i do i do um Silent Killers versus the Rudy Rudiger Renegades. That would be uh, Hefe's new team name. He, the self-proclaimed Rudy, and I told him he was more Lamarcus uh, Russell. But uh, this one, unfortunately, I've got to give to Jeff because he just scores so many points lately that I just I think I think it, something's got to give, and it's gonna be Powders is get Powders is gonna give, and it's gonna be because of uh, the lack of running back play for it's going to James Conner's not going to do well against the Chargers Mike Sanders is not going to do well against the Vikings and it could potentially just be all of your wide receivers that win the game for you uh, butters again but I feel this is the week that Hefe comes off the schneid and wins a game and then end zone Maniac and the Pillow Fighters, which is Ed. Um, this is too easy. Yeah, there's, this is too easy. Uh, I feel that it's going to be Tyler and it's not even going to be close. I mean, Deshaun Watson versus Aaron Rodgers. Tyler has to start uh, Chris Thompson instead of Mostert or Jordan Howard. That might change. But I think he likes the matchup in Miami. But we'll see. We'll see. He's got Leonard Fournette, who's been a bowling ball as of late. George Kittle and uh, Tyler Lockett against Cleveland Browns. I, I think that's going to be a sleeper for probably one of the highest scoring uh, wide receivers this week is Tyler Lockett against Cleveland Browns. Um, Cleveland Browns could be dangerous, though, after getting the fucking ass handed to them by the 49ers. They could be dangerous because they got embarrassed. They got embarrassed big time. So um, I do feel it's going to be Tyler, and it's not even close. All right, so let's get into the money breakdown here. Highest week one score belongs to Brent Still for his week three performance of 167.74 points. Closest margin of loss changed to uh, Brent for his .44 point loss to Butters. So Butters, this is the second time he has handed a different person this uh, award. Uh, It was Ed for a .98 point loss to Butters and now Brent loses by .44 points to Butters. Um, Highest single active player goes to Tyler for Deshaun Watson's perf- this week his performance of 51.74 points. Um Jones and Watson beat out Wilson's 45.34 points in week 4 or week 3. So um Dale held out <sighs> held on to this for uh, two weeks and then uh Aaron Jones for uh, Jake and Deshaun Watson both beat out that one but uh, the 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 nod goes to Deshaun Watson. League MVP has changed the last four weeks. It has changed. This week, it now belongs to Russell Wilson. And Dale's oh, no. 151.36 points on the season. Good job, Russell Wilson. Total points for a team performance still and has been since uh, week one. Uh, Hoey with his 702.22 points And there you go guys That is the money Breakdown for the season Um, More More to come on what we're doing For the actual ring I guess Um, I'm kind of hoping That uh, uh, Ed takes the ball And runs with this thing but we'll see If not we'll get it figured out It's only week six Holy fuck week six that means we're halfway through, almost halfway through our regular season. Isn't that crazy? It feels like, feels like a goddamn uh, draft was just yesterday. Now Here we are halfway through the fantasy season. But uh, anyway, um, that's it. That's, that's, it's been a show. You guys have a, have a good week, man. Um, I, I hope good things for all, but uh, better for me. Um but uh, we will see how those things go. Um, so we're getting to the point, uh, the middle of the season. Let's start collecting things we want to talk about in the off season about changes and um, specifics and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let continue to do great things for this league. And, uh, I will continue to do, try and do my best and perform my best for you guys. So, uh, um, I don't know why that sounded so creepy, but anyway, but, uh, until then I am one half of the Ed and Tom show. And this has been the fantasy Island boys football podcast. Good luck guys. And go fuck yourselves.
1: 2, 3 into the 4, Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the dope Ready to make an entrance so back on up, cause you knew about to rip shit up Gimme the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble Compton and Long Beach together now you know you in trouble Ain't nothing but a g-bang, baby Too low death us so we're crazy Death Row is the label that pays man. Unfadeable so please don't try to fake this But i uh, back to the lecture at hand and that's realer than real deal, feel. And now you hook the and hoes know how I feel Well, if it's good enough to get rope off a proper chunk I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff It's like this and like that
2: and like this, Santa It's like that and like this and like that, and up. It's like this and like that and like this And I'm Drake creep to the mic like a fan Well I'm beeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping, But I damn nigga count Cause my beeper kept beepin' Now it's time for me to make my impression felt So sit back, relax, and strap on your seatbelt You've never been on a ride like this before With a producer who can rap and control the maestro At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick no, and I know I throw some more funky shit to add to my collection. This collection symbolizes don't take a tote but don't choke. If you do, you have no clue of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do. It's like this and like that, like this and uh, it's
1: like that, like this, and like that and uh, it's like this. And who gives a fuck about vote? So just chill to the next episode. What a hell of five gangster lean getting funky on the mic Like a old batch of green. It's the capital S-O-S I'm fresh and double-O-P D-O-double-G-Y-D-O-double-G You see? showing much flex When it's time to wreck a mic Pimpin' hoes and clockin' a grip Like my name was Ola Mike Yeah, and it don't quit I think they in the mood For some G shit. So dry but, uh, gotta give them what they want What's that G? We gotta break them off something Hell yeah And it's gotta
2: be bumpin' City of confidence, where it takes place So when national your attention Movin' like a motherfucker But I ain't lynchin' Droppin' the funky shit That's making a sucker niggas mumble When I'm on the mic It's like a cookie They all crumble Try to get close Say your ass'll get smacked My motherfucking homie Doggy dog has got my back Never let me slip Cause if I slip Then I'm slippin' But if I got my Nina Then you know I'm straight trippin' And I'ma continue to put Put the rap down, put the Mac down, and if your bitches talk shit, I have to put the smack down, yeah, and you don't stop, I told you I'm just like a clock when I tick and I talk, but I'm never off, always on till the break of dawn, see you when PTO went in the city they call Long Beach, put the shit together, like my nigga D.O.C., no one can do it better like this, that, and this,
1: center, and, uh, it's like that, and like this, and like that, uh, it's like this, then who gives the fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.